It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 491 of Locked On Raptors for late on Wednesday, April 10th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams. We've got Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We've got Locked On NBA. We've got Locked On NFL. We've got Locked On College Shows. Locked On Baseball Shows as well kicking off. There's just no shortage of stuff for you to check out. All of the teams that you care about are almost certainly covered by a Locked On Podcast show. So make sure you're finding a show that you like. And if you want to support any of the, the hosts or the shows on the network, please subscribe, rate, and review on whichever podcast platform you prefer itunes stitcher spotify google play and also himalaya which is a new podcast app which is great if you want to have a personalized custom experience for your podcast playlist himalaya is the way to go download it and listen to locked on podcast network on himalaya all right on today's show i'm joined by josh howe how's it going buddy Going great, man. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, so the Raptors, we know who they're playing in the first round. They're taking on the Orlando Magic. The Magic beat the Charlotte Hornets tonight to squash any uh, very slim hopes the Hornets had. Actually, the Detroit Pistons beating the Knicks, uh, a very tall task, of course, for the for the Pistons beating the Knicks. <laughs> they, uh, they eliminated the Charlotte, so that game didn't actually have all that much meaning. It did bump Orlando up to 7th place in combination with Brooklyn's win over Miami. So here we are after a long and tortuous, uh, I don't know, attempt at figuring out who the Raptors were going to play in the first round. It's going to be the Orlando Magic. Josh, initial thoughts on the matchup. We'll have a larger preview later in the week, I'm sure, and I'm going to do a little quick hitter with Philip Rosman-Reich of Locked on Magic um, coming up, just so people, for programming purposes, that's going to be coming up later in the week. But, Josh, initial thoughts on the series and what the matchup's going to look like for the Raptors. Terrence Ross, Revenge Series, baby. Hell yeah. I'm wearing my jersey right now as we speak. I am on board for it. If the Raptors lose because Terrence Ross went off, I think I'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> That is the exact reaction I expected. It makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not really concerned as a Raptors fan about the Magic at all. I mean, you know, Vucevic is good. 
Um, Ross can come off the bench and explode a little bit. Yeah, the length gives them a little bit of trouble. Isaac's given Siakam some trouble this season for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they blew out Toronto. I think they blew them out, right, in those two like middle wins that they had. They both did. of those, I think. And um, they look good doing that too. But I don't know. They've got so much less playoff experience. The team in general hasn't been in the playoffs since 2012. Um the Raptors were missing, you know, one of Kyle and Kawhi in those uh, two games that Orlando won. So, yeah, I'm just really not all that concerned. I think it's probably a five-game series, a gentleman's sweep, if Toronto is, you know, fully engaged and, and healthy and the rotations are good and set. And uh, potentially a six-game, maybe, if, uh, if uh, Orlando's really locked in. Do you know who the most experienced playoff player on the Magic is? Oh, God. Um, no. Well, no. Tell it's me. it's Terrence Ross, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, it is. Okay, I was going to say, is it yeah. Terrence Ross? I, but I was, 31 yeah. playoff games. Uh, he is the leader on the Magic. Yeah, I think I'm with Wild, you. Man. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm very glad Terry's going to go in as the elder statesman, and uh, I hope he gets paid this summer. <laughs> What's up? Played. What was that? Sorry, you cut out. How many playoff games? Oh, sorry. How many playoff games has Augustine played? Oh God, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, DJ Augustine is the starting point guard. I know he's been good this year. Blah 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 blah. His yeah. on-court offensive rating is through the roof. It's DJ Augustine. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> I, I I feel like it's maybe like the arrogance has been taken to maybe too far of an extreme, but. The Raptors are a team with designs on going to the finals. They're every bit the same level of contender as like the Milwaukee's of the world. Um, Milwaukee's regular season numbers sure a little bit more impressive, but the Raptors, I think, on talent and experience and their own set of numbers are every bit the contender that Milwaukee is. And if you have designs on going to the finals, your first round matchup is a small little like speed bump on the way to better things. Uh, DJ Augustine has played 28 playoff games, has not played in a playoff game since 2013-14 when the Bulls got beaten by the Wizards. So he's... Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Is there, like, a matchup in this series that particularly interests you? Is there, like... I, 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 like, I don't want to, like gloss over it it's going to be fun and there will be some interesting nuggets i'm sure to come up over the course of the series and the terrence ross story is great and the jeff weltman thing's kind of cool too um and sort of how the, you know the, there's a lot the raptors fingerprints all over both of these teams really um but i don't know like is there a singular matchup where you think the raptors might be outgunned a little bit or like what what are you sort of looking at as like the most compelling part of this series um not really outgunned in any way Mm-hmm. Like I do think the Siakam and Isaac uh, matchup is going to be interesting just because of how much trouble Siakam has had with him in terms of just the length and stuff. But I, I, it'll be interesting to see how Siakam tackles it and if he does figure it out. But I think even more than that, maybe Gasol Vucevic is uh, perhaps the most interesting to me just because um, Vuce is sort of like, I, he didn't play tonight. He had like a stomach virus or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh He's been great this year, obviously. He was an all-star, and 
Gasol is sort of, in, in some ways, still an unknown quantity for the Raptors because they've had a cake schedule pretty much since the moment that they've got him. And, um, they, you know, they've been integrating him and getting used to the, the passing and the, the change in the offense with the starters and all of that. So actually seeing him in a playoff environment, um, something that he's not unused to, but against a, a player that was an all-star this year and matching up directly with him, I think that could be fun just as a sign of, you know, where he actually is at when it comes to a playoff level. Yeah, I think if you're doing like the tail of the tape, like comparing the two rosters with each other, the two starting fives, the like the expected starting fives, the only place the Magic have an advantage over the Raptors is Vooch over Gasol, I think. And mm-hmm. even in saying that, I'm like we haven't seen Vooch in the playoffs. It's such an unknown thing, right? Like he's not a noted defensive like wonderkind or anything like that. Like he is going to be a guy who I think gets targeted a lot. I think we'll see... You know, the Raptors haven't been a super heavy pick-and-roll team, but in the playoffs, you pick at what team's weaknesses might be. And if Vooch is going to be on the court, which he's going to be on the court, he is, like, the hub of their entire offense and is their best offense, their best player overall. Like, you're not going to play him Mm -hmm. off the floor. If you're going to be able to sort of pick him apart and expose him in the pick and roll, make him have to make decisions with, you know, Gasol spreading him out to the three-point line. I, like, I don't like the Magic's chances of being able to withstand defensively with Vooch sort of having to be the anchor there if the Raptors are going to pick on, pick on him, which they should, and, mm-hmm. you know, being able to sort of, you know, compete with what the Raptors are going to be able to do on offense at the other end. Like, I just don't think they have the firepower. Um, Orlando was the 22nd ranked offense. The numbers still will have a little bit of adjustment because a couple teams are still at 81 games um, until tonight's schedule is done. But 22nd ranked offense, 108 points per 100 possessions. Like, not the most impressive numbers you'll ever see. And defense, yeah, they were very good near the end of the season. They finished top 10. They were 8th in defensive efficiency. The Raptors were 5th. And the Raptors were just as good, if not better, than the Magic after the All-Star break defensively as well. So I think the things that Orlando does well, like, the Raptors just do better as it is, right? So I I don't know. I I can't really pinpoint an area in which I think the Raptors are going to get torched. I guess if Gasol is not up to the task of guarding Vooch, then that's a problem, but I, I kind of just think he will be. I think Vooch, whether he's posting up, that's like kind of Gasol's bread and butter, de- butter defensively, whether he's posting up, like, you know, I think he'll be fine there. And then if, you know, Vooch is going to try to spread it out and, and, you know, try to bend the defense to his will and be like a pick and pop threat, I think he'd be happy with that, really. He's a 36% three-point shooter, which is pretty good for a hit for a guy his size, but like, I don't know. Yeah. If Vooch threes are the thing that are going to kill you, I think you're probably okay with that. So I uh, I just don't know if the if the Magic are really equipped. You know, those two games where they blew them out notwithstanding to really sort of exploit anywhere where the Raptors might have a hole. Um, I do like the Isaac-Siakov matchup because I think Isaac has kind of shown a couple of instances of like, hey, maybe this guy is the next Siakam, like where he'll make a big leap next season. His defense is probably beyond where Pascal's is. His offense, obviously, not nearly as refined, but um, there's some interesting flashes there, and he's such a crazy athlete, and he's only 21. Like, he's a very exciting guy. And so I'm curious to see how that matchup plays out. But even then, like if Siakam gets cut off because Isaac is defending him so, so well, like where are all the other defensive resources 
on the Magic going, and are any of them stopping Kawhi or Kyle or Gasol? Like I just, it just seems like there's too much. It's kind of overwhelming the talent the Rap the Raptors have in comparison to what the Magic have on hand. Yeah, they've just got too much firepower. It's interesting though. I was looking at the matchup data for Siakam and Isaac, mm. and um, on average over the four games, Isaac uh, guarded uh, Siakam for 32 possessions. Mm-hmm per game and um he held him to 21 percent shooting so that's a little bit of a noisy stat sometimes but um there's still some merit to it for sure so you know and it kind of matches the eye test as well so that's uh yeah it's definitely something to keep an eye on i'm kind of just interested in um i'm not really concerned about the raptors offense in this series much at all just like you're saying they have too many weapons too many options um but i i am interested in just seeing how siakam uh, now that he's more of a focal point of an offense and going into the playoffs kind of still needs to be for the team to be at its best in the postseason as well. Um, you know, he's got to look at uh, these kind of matchups over seven-game seven series, and they're going to be difficult for him sometimes, and he's going to have to adjust to them. So it'll be interesting to see how he would do that, even just at you know the first-round kind of level. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, Orlando was one of three teams to have a better net rating than the Raptors after the, the, the trade deadline, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> so, like, if you're basing it on the second half of the season, then maybe this is a matchup to be feared, but I kind of don't put a ton of stock in the second. I mean, with the Raptors, it's different because they're actually just, like, a different team, and they brought in a brand-new player, and it's kind of, you know, the, you, that's all you have of the sample to sort of take from. But, like, the Magic... Because the back part of the season is so weird, and because the Eastern Conference is so ass with so many bad teams, I'm not sure how much I really trust their plus 8.2 post All-Star net rating, and I think plenty of studies have been done that show like the first half of the season is a little bit more telling of what you actually are as a team, and is more predictive of what you're going to do in the playoffs, so people who are going to you know harp on like the really impressive numbers for the Magic since then, like yeah, they have been really good, and they deserve a lot of credit for that, but... There's a lot of noise in the second half of the season because, like, how long have we been talking about nothing mattering, right? It's been a month, and it's, uh, yeah. I I just can't really get juiced up about the Magic as a real threat here. Um, do you have, like, a preliminary prediction for what the series is going to, uh, how long it's going to go? Um, yeah, I, I think probably, like, my initial gut reaction is five games, mm-hmm. and Obviously, like we haven't had a lot of time to like dive into it really and and look at uh, all the specific matchups and whatever. But I I can't see it going longer than six games. I think that's like if the Magic are really rolling, I think they could push it to six. Give me a sweet baby. Picking five is a coward's pick. Same with six. <laughs> Not to call you a coward. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Josh. I appreciate you. Yeah, but... that's uh, this will be my last podcast. Today, so. <laughs> It's cowardly. It's a cowardly, cowardly move. The Raptors are really good. I think they're going to sweep them. I think... I just can't envision Kawhi... Like, Kawhi freaking Leonard losing to, you know, the like Evan Fournier's of the world and Aaron Gordon. I just don't really see it happening. Um, Micah Adams tweeted, I think my favorite stat I've seen all year long today... Um, the reason the Raptors traded for Kawhi Leonard is finally here. There are 396 players with over 1,500 minutes of play in the postseason. Among them, ranking in win shares per 48, first place Michael Jordan, second place, second place LeBron James, third place Kawhi Leonard, 391st out of 396 is DeMar DeRozan. 
Um, I just don't think Kawhi is going to lose a first-round series or lose games to a team of the Magic's ilk. I just don't see it happening. They're, they're really good, man. And, yeah, maybe it's been a little bit uneven to close the year because they haven't had any reason to care. And if you believe in momentum, sure. I don't necessarily do believe in momentum. I think it's kind of a, a fake thing that doesn't really exist or matter. Um, I Yeah, I will, I'll go deeper into this as we preview the series more in depth, but my initial sort of impression of it is uh, this is going to be short, and the Raptors are actually going to have some time off, which is cool and uh, and nice and refreshing and brand new. <laughs> um, so <laughs> take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk quickly about the other matchups in the Eastern Conference. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor for today, and that is Wise. Wise Cam is the indoor camera that does it all. Wise is packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere inside your home for only $20. It's got 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products into every single home, make them accessible to Everyone, check on your home anytime with Wise's app's live stream. Connect with life as it unfolds in sharp focus with live stream and the eight times digital zoom on that camera. There's 14 day free rolling cloud storage as well. So you can go back. If something happened in your house, you're wondering, why is this piece of furniture moved slightly? Who moved this and what's going on? You can always go back 14 days in your free rolling cloud storage. And nothing is too small for your Wise cam to catch because at $20 a camera, you can do anything you can stick a camera outside if you want to like watch a bird feeder if you like you have a bird feeder in your backyard you can stick a camera there and and watch the birds you can watch food simmer on the stove for a few hours while you go and run some errands you can watch your water softener to know when you need more salt you can have cameras all through your house it's very affordable with wise and you want more they've got that too for just ten dollars more wise cam pan gives you 360 degree coverage in under three seconds life moves fast your camera should too it's got 110 degree per second rotation speed 360 degree horizontal range and a 93 degree vertical range control your room patrol your room sorry with pan scan set the camera's patrol route with up to four custom waypoints wise cam pan automatically detects tags and tracks motion within its field of view keeping up with life in real time has never been so easy works with your smart speakers as well and is available on your mobile device you can check your home anywhere with your mobile phone no matter where you are you're in you're on vacation in europe you want to check it on your home you can do it on the mobile app with wise once again it's got a free 14-day rolling cloud storage as well go to wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price on wisecam that's wise.com w-y-z-e.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price on wisecam this lockdown podcast is brought to you by home chef now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down how are your resolutions coming one of mine was to order less takeout cook more at home but i'll be honest i haven't been consistent that is until i found home chef home chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, Josh, the other matchups in the Eastern Conference are set. As we record, the Western Conference matchups are not yet in stone, so we'll leave those for now. But we have Milwaukee taking on Detroit. Uh, The Raptors and Magic, of course, are the 2-7. Philly and Brooklyn, and then Indiana-Boston, which we've known was going to happen for quite a while now. Do you have a favorite first-round matchup that you're most looking forward to watching? Um, Probably Indiana-Boston. Yeah? Just just because... I don't know, man. I think the Marcus Smart injury is like a really big deal. That's very bad. Um, it, it really is. Like, I mean, that guy, for for a team that's barely keeping it together, I, I feel like he's doing a lot of that uh, lifting. I really do think he's like the heart of the team. Mm-hmm. And um, without him and not just, you know, the intangible stuff, but he's a great defender and his uh, he's having a career year shooting-wise and uh, he's just a guy you want on the floor with you in a playoff series, and without him, I, I, re- I really have no idea. I had no idea prior to this what the, the Boston was actually going to be able to do in the playoffs. They're so enigmatic, um, but without him, I'm even less confident in their abilities. And the Pacers are kind of just chugging along. You know, they lost Oladipo, but Bogdanovich has kind of taken on a, a higher offensive role, and uh, Miles Turner's been so good defensively this year. And I don't know, they just. They just kind of keep plugging along, so I, I think that series really has potential to go longer than maybe some people think. I kind of think that series is going to be grimy and gross and like Raptors heat level disgusting. I know the Celtics, yeah. you know, they run Stevens ball, blah, 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 blah. Kyrie's great, but like both of those teams are going to like key in on D, and I think both are very good defensive teams, and yes. That's hurt a little bit on Boston's side without Marcus Smart, but they're still like a very stout defensive team. Al Horford's a great anchor, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. And the Pacers kind of have to do it with defense, right? Because they are down their best creator, and, you know, Bojan Bogdanovic is awesome. I don't know how much I trust him to be the go-to guy in an offense in the playoffs, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I like, I think that could be... I think it's going to be a bit of a bummer of a series. Like, it'll be good because it'll be close, but it won't be good because of, like, the aesthetically pleasing elements of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll have to see what happens there. I like to have a prediction for that one right now. Ooh. Um, the Pacers yeah, have home I'll court, s- right? Or is it Boston? Uh, I believe Boston does. Okay. Mm. Let me check here. Um, yeah, they do. Yeah, Boston, Boston does. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, yeah, I'll take Boston six. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's like you said, I think it's going to be a really grimy, like, just <laughs> really low-scoring defensive series. So, yeah. I could also see Boston just imploding without Smart and losing in, like, five or six and just being like, yeah, we're done with this year. It sucks. We hate it. We hate each other. Get us out of here. <laughs> but oh, man. I don't think that's the yeah. most likely outcome. I just think that could happen with Smart being out. Yeah. what a, That would be... Just, I mean, the Bill Amazing? Simmons tweets alone. Incredible. Yeah. Fantastic. It would be. <laughs> <laughs> a goddamn dream. All synonyms that I enjoy. Yes. They won 49 games. That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Milwaukee, uh, Detroit. Thoughts. This is going to be very short. Four yeah, games? Yeah, this one's going to. I'm yeah. calling a sweep for this one. Yeah, I think so too. 
Like, yeah. if Blake Giannis Griffin is... were 100%, I might feel a little bit better about Detroit, but yeah. he's not. He missed a nope. win in your in-game tonight. Yes, it's against the Knicks, and they were going to win anyway, but I don't know, man. It's, I yeah, yeah. do not envy the Pistons right now. No, and Giannis is like, he's just, he's gunning, man. He's looking to prove himself 100%. He's, he's out here, he's trying to win MVP. He's, uh, you know, he wants to win his first playoff series. Um. So you know he's gonna do it. I kind of want to give all of Detroit a hug because, like, their last two playoff appearances come against prime LeBron with the Cavs. It was very, very good. Was that the year they won the title? I think it was 2016. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was that yeah. year. Um, yeah. So like, keyed in title winning LeBron, and then their next playoff series is against Giannis, who has like all of the narrative behind him, is going to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That that that's just like I, I am very much of the mind that it is better to get into the playoffs than not. It's it's cool to have playoff games. It's good for your fans. It's nice to host playoff games, and even milk like one little morsel of good memories out of it. But, ugh. Detroit, man. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the Blake Griffin trade was for, really. Yeah. So, put butts in seats in that new arena, and they finally make it there. Um, I mean, good for Dwayne Casey, honestly, for uh, helping get that team there, but um, they finally get there, and the reward is to play Giannis in the first round. (laughs) Uh, Brutal. And it's all because Terrence Ross went off tonight against the Hornets. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sixers yep. Nets I feel like this will be the trendy like 12 over 5 upset pick people make because Joel Embiid's health is a little bit in question I think the Sixers are going to walk in like 5 the Nets are like lovable and blah 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 I don't know they're going to get killed I think yeah I don't know I'm, I've seen some of that a little bit already about people being concerned that the Sixers might um not be doing so well against Brooklyn in a series. I don't really see it either. I mean, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with Embiid. Like, I don't know how serious that is. Um, if it's really serious, then maybe that starts to be more of an issue. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on with Philly that I'm, I'm confused about. Honestly, like, I really still don't know what's going on with Jimmy Butler. Like, what is that guy thinking? Like, at the time, like, is he, does he want to be there at all? Like, sometimes he, he just seems to float around for the entire game and then if it's close he'll show up and try to take over the last two minutes mm-hmm. what's this guy going to do in the playoffs you know they're they're the third seed it's not like they're just going to come in and kind of be a one series and done and they're going to leave like they're expected to try to win a title like is he going to buy in now I, I don't know he hasn't really bought in so far um, and then yeah like I said the Embiid injury and uh, I mean you know I like Harris and, and Simmons as well uh They've got some very obvious flaws as a team, but, uh, I mean, you know, Brooklyn's fun, but I don't think they should be giving the Sixers a real serious run, even even with all that stuff going on with them. But, yeah, I mean, who really knows with the Sixers? They're kind of, like, enigmatic, but in a different way than the Celtics. Yeah, they're enigmatic in, like, a more competent way. <laughs> um, like, they, <laughs> and they don't really have, like, outward drama, which is, I guess, a good thing. But, yeah, the Butler yeah. thing's weird. But, like, just, like, the talent edge they have over the Nets. And it's very reductive, but it's so often just down to talent. And for me, like, what? Is D'Angelo Russell at best 
the I mean, depending on how you feel about Butler right now, I still think Butler's a better player than D'Angelo Russell. You could argue that Tobias Harris is a better player than D'Angelo Russell because D'Angelo Russell is kind of a chucker. Um, I yep. like is he at best the third best player in the series, but more likely the fourth or fifth? Like it's unless Kenny Atkinson's can some Atkinson's Atkinson can like concoct some defense that really just throws Ben Simmons for a loop. Uh, I don't really like. I guess it's doable because he has that one very glaring flaw. But I, I just don't see the Nets really being the team to capitalize on that. And like the Nets don't have a Kawhi, right? Like Kawhi can just be like, "All right, Ben Simmons, you're my lunch for the next two weeks, and enjoy it because I'm going <laughs> to eat you alive." Like they can't. Like the Nets can't replicate that. Like the Spencer Dinwiddie's not like shutting down Ben Simmons. Karis LeVert, love him. Not shutting down Ben Simmons, not shadowing him and making his life miserable all the time. And I love Jared Allen. Boy, is he going to get dunked on by Joel Embiid if Embiid plays in this series. <laughs> like, And I think Jared yeah. Allen will block Embiid a couple times. He will certainly, you know, embrace the challenge. But I, like, the Nets are the fun and spunky team that gets extinguished in four or five i think and i like as much as i don't really trust the sixers i trust the nets significantly less i just think they're not that good and d'angelo russell is going to shoot them out of some games so oh yeah yeah. i agree honestly i think a lot of his most improved player narrative um which in some ways is kind of silly is just based around the fact that like a lot of the he's not um He's still kind of doing exactly what he's always done. It's just a lot of these shots are going in now. Yeah. And I'm not really sure what to make of that, but I wouldn't necessarily say that's improvement. Um, I mean, it's improvement in that he's scoring more points, but not necessarily uh, efficient, efficiency-wise. So, I don't know. When he's, like, your best guy going into I just, I, I can't be that confident. I mean, he's got a true shooting of 53%. <laughs> it's... Yeah, it's not great, man. Uh, yeah, it's not. The Nets are Kobe level numbers. Like, congrats to the Nets for digging themselves out of the horrible hole they dug themselves with the really stupid trade. But God, like, the the Nets love gets very, very carried away to me, and they play a highly irritating style. I think. Like, (laughs) yes, threes are cool. They they have to do threes. They have to do all of the threes because they have nothing else. Over the Nets, hope they lose. The Sixers are more fun. And, like, a. The nice thing about this bracket, I think, is that barring something weird happening Celtics Pacers wise, I think we'll get the the second round that we've all wanted, where all those teams, like, make it through. There's not some weird upset that kind of screws up once half of the bracket, which, um, you know, obviously, if the Raptors were to get the Nets in the second round because they upset the Sixers. Based on what I've said about the Nets, I would be happy with that. But entertainment-wise, I would prefer the Sixers. And I'd prefer all those four good teams to move on because that would make a nice bloodbath at the Eastern Conference, which we've not seen for a very long time. So that's kind of where I'm at there. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, any parting shots on the very fun and meaningful last couple days of the season here? Uh, the Raptors, kind of their big win. Chris Boucher, unfortunately, his 15-13 and 13 went overshadowed by... Uh, all of the crazy shit that happened in the NBA last night. Um, but, I don't know, any parting shots before we move on to talking about the playoffs and getting ready for Orlando on whatever it is, Saturday or Sunday? Um, not really. I, I mean, it's been, a, it's been a fun season and a frustrating season, but uh, we finally made it, and Kawhi now can stop having 82 practices and <laughs> get ready to lace them up. So I'm excited about that, and we're going to, we're going to have a top five player on the Raptors' side of the floor for the first time ever in a playoff series. Like, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, to tease a thing that's going to be dropping about 12 hours from now at Raptors HQ, uh, I, I wrote a thing about the last five years and the playoffs Ooh. and the very many. <laughs> uh, it's very long. I am ranking every game the Raptors have played in the playoffs since 2014 by how much they sucked. Uh, a lot of the games have been very bad <laughs> and have hurt the soul quite a bit. And I think at the very least, the presence of Kawhi is going to make the soul-crushing existential crisis causing losses and heartbreaks a little more sparse than they've been in the past. That is what Kawhi... That's the Kawhi promise, baby. Uh, just, yeah, yeah slightly dampened... <laughs> depression <laughs> but slightly dampened yeah no but like i think raptors fans should feel pretty good you should feel arrogant like <laughs> do it man like warriors fans Whoa. have been doing it for years and if it weren't for the warriors this would be considered a title worthy team and still might be who knows what happens like they're they're extremely extremely good it's hands down the most talented team they've ever had and i know you said the season's been frustrating um, I understand that to an extent, but I also have just like really enjoyed watching Kawhi play. And as much as we joke and as much as I kind of feel like he's staying, you know, go into it and try to enjoy every second of what's to come because the playoffs do kind of end quicker than you realize. And there might not be that many games left of Kawhi in a Raptors uniform. He's staying, but you know, you never know what happens. Maybe Serge serves him something horrible on how hungry are you. But because it's fleeting, I think people should really be trying to dig in and enjoy it because it is going to be different. It's going to, I think, solve a lot of the problems the Raptors have faced in the playoffs in the past, you know, in conjunction with having, you know, Danny Green and Marcus All and new Pascal Siakam and all that stuff. Like, it's just, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And there's reason to be confident, arrogant, a little obnoxious. They're they're a damn good team, and as much as the Magic are a fun story, and I'm glad they made it over the goddamn heat, I uh, I can't really find it in myself to be all that scared. But who knows? Maybe some more research in another episode on like Friday, I'll come around and be terrified and be fear mongering and predicting Raptors in a very close seven. We'll see. I doubt it, but we'll see. Uh, Josh, man, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show. Do you have anything that you would like to plug? Oh boy. Um, well, I, I have been uh, sort of slowly working my way back into the writing game. School's been kind of kicking my butt, and I'm in the last couple of weeks here of my first semester. Um, but 
uh, been on some round tables and so things like that. There'll be some Raptors Republic ones coming out soon that I'll be a part of. Uh, I was a part of one that came out for Hoop Mag today. Um, Josh Everly's thing on NBA.com. So that. And uh, yeah, other than that, uh, yeah, you can just follow me on Twitter at Howvolution and you can kind of follow me along there and just uh, come with me on the journey through this roller coaster that is being a Raptors fan. <laughs> Uh, all sounds good to me. You can find me on Twitter at Woodley Sean. Please subscribe, rate, review uh, the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and Himalaya. Don't forget Himalaya, brand new podcast app for you to check out. And it's very good for personally curating your own personalized playlists. It's great. Um, and uh, I think that's going to do it. We'll be back again on Thursday with some sort of episode. Uh, there's a certain... How Hungry Are You episode dropping tomorrow, I believe. I think I'm going to try to get Katie on by the end of the week to try to review that as one last little fun thing before the playoffs get real. Um, and we'll have some uh, magic preview content as well. Like I said, myself and Philip Rossman-Reich doing a little 8-minute, eight 8-10-minute eight, talk uh, that'll be on tomorrow's Locked on NBA. A big playoff preview coming out there tomorrow, so make sure you check that out too. And uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will talk to you next time on Locked on Raptors. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 